Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. This is episode 94, the second of the new year, 2023, picking up steam. And uh, we're here once again, Ethan. How are you? We are. We found ourselves in the podcast zone, as they say. Yeah, we, d- <laughs> we of- jumped into the podcast zone today. We did. There's a lot of zones happening, a lot of loading zones, you know, loading zone to loading zone, as they say. And uh, yep. yeah, we have, um, there's a lot going on. We actually just got back from seeing each other in person. So, but this is our window to record because I'm going to get back on the road the next two days and, and this is uh, kind of the best time. So yeah, we both, we both just saw each other. So we are freshly, um, you know, kindred spirits i guess yeah it's 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 tough too because uh, you know we were in the hangout zone yesterday and then both of us were in the travel zone earlier today uh and now you know you hop right back into the podcast zone i mean you have to you have to be able to move pretty quickly with this type of thing and we're no stranger uh no stranger to this but uh you know the beat the beat just has to roll on but i have to say ethan um the last like two weeks of my life um they have felt so packed with things going on and it's mm-hmm. felt like it's been like two years worth of stuff. Like, I mean, we haven't, we've, re- it's been about, I think two weeks since we've recorded an episode for this show. Uh, and a lot has happened. I mean, we ripped the holidays. We visited people. Um, my hair is all gone. I cut it. Um, so I, you know, I successfully squatted 600 pounds. Right. So I was able to chop my hair after nine and a half, ten 10 months of, uh, pain and anguish but that's all gone now. congratulations it was, yeah, almost, it was almost a year it was almost a year so the last time i cut it was in march so i guess you know three quarters of a year it was right yeah. before i came to visit you in birmingham so right. and once again nice. i cut my hair right before i uh, i go to meet up with you in new york so yeah um, you're the catalyst i guess so, you know i finally dispensed with that goal um but yeah, I, I just feel like yeah, the last like couple. It's a great weeks, start you know. to the new year. Though. Yeah, you know, I feel a fresh start. You check check um, something off right as the year ended. You cut your hair, change mm, your name, just to <laughs> prove that I have control over something. Yeah. I traded this life for fortune and fame. But yeah, the holidays did go by. They went by fast. Yeah, um, as they always do. Yeah, and you are obviously in you still live close to home but i i travel back for holidays and i like that i like coming back like traveling to back for the holidays um feel like you know feels like a christmas movie but um it's true it's draining at the end of the day all the family time just being out of rhythm of your normal routine and stuff and you know sometimes feeling feeling out of place to make things work so Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you're out there listening and and you guys feel the same way about you know the the, the holidays can be draining at times. Uh, we have a new year and we have a lot of great opportunities coming up in the month of January and February. So um, you know, take solace in that and, and know that you know we're on the up. Everyone's on the up right now. There's no exception. The train the train goes on. And the we, train we coming to you. Get on. There's a train, <laughs> the train coming, coming to you. We got, as they this say, is your cocoa some big the, things uh... coming. Big things going on behind the scenes right now. Major yes, announcement sir. on the way. Um, and like you said, I mean, things are on the up and up, and there's a train coming. And uh, you know, over the over the holidays, there was a little bit of activity, and uh, we do have a new member of the Grunge Bible Patreon, which now, yes, uh, as is accordance with our most cherished wishes. Uh, we must thank the Patreon supporters. Um, 
who make this podcast run. So uh, over the last couple of weeks, it's been a little busy, but we have a new $2 member, um, and their name is Jonas Carlson. So thank you uh, very, very much for your support. Uh, you know, lets us know that you like what we're doing, and um, we're really thankful. You know, holidays are a hectic time. They're an expensive time. So the fact that you found it imperative and important to support us is uh, really, really cool, and it makes us feel quite warm and quite fuzzy. So um, mm-hmm. Jonas Carlson joins the ranks uh, amongst the legion of 2 and $5 supporters. Uh, but alongside of them are the $10 supporters that make this show run, uh, the meat and potatoes of the operation who really, um, you know, we wouldn't be here without them. So at this time, I'd like to thank our current and present lineup of $10 supporters on Patreon. And their names are Christine Shepard, the Blue Owl, Alexis Shannon, Black Hole Sean, Alex Long, Brother Nature, Captain Hightop, Kara Kay, Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, Doug Endy, Jade Mercado, Granny Grunge, Fuck Soup, Faith Bittner, Fresh Tendonitis, Carlene Salona, our number one fan from Australia, Jamie Lynn, Chris LSMS, Laura and Irene, Marianne, Millie, Nikki Six, Rachel Corning, What the Fuck's Up, Denny's, Shoe the Shoeless, and Seattle Four fanboy from New Jersey. So thank you one and all for your support. And if you're listening to this right now, thanks for giving us some time. Uh, the beginning of the year is always really hectic, and the fact that you're choosing to spend some of it with us is really cool. We really appreciate that. You know, I'm I'm always you know, I hear you say the list every week, and I'm I'm wondering, you know, <clears throat> if I'm ever going to say the names to the people. <laughs> if we're well, ever gonna... You've never asked. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've always I've let you know I let you do so good, such a good job at it, and no, I mean. You know, it's kind of your space, but I'm, I'm always wondering if if the people out there are, you know, well, that's wonder. True. Maybe, maybe maybe there's now that we've voiced this as a possibility, um, <laughs> maybe maybe we're going to receive some feedback because we, uh, we go back and forth on who brings us in and we go back and forth right. with everything else. But this is this has always been your zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in the thank you zone right now. <laughs> yeah. You're always the thank you zone. So I don't know. We can't force it. We're not going to we're not going to do it next week because, you know, it needs yeah. to be authentic. And and when we switch it up. But, um, you know, I was just thinking about that. So absolutely. But yeah, I, I thank you, everybody that uh, shows some support. Um, this year will be, we do have big things coming. <laughs> Major announcements on the way. Major announcements on the way. So uh, we are very excited as we said in our last uh, podcast. Um, it's going to be really fun. So yeah. we look forward to getting into it. And we actually, you know, we finished the year off with, um, or we started the year off with see, meeting uh, up with somebody, um, Eric Lederman, and being able to go into New York and see the Seth late night show with Seth Meyers. And um, we got to talking about music naturally. We went to dinner and, and we we couldn't really uh, go long without bringing up and talking some music and some grunge and and I think that it was kind of unexpected, not unexpected that we we're going to talk about it, but unexpected that we had um, just a really nice conversation and kind of talking back. Oh, there's some new footage that came out. Um, it was the beginning of December for yeah, uh, absolutely. Alice in Chains in '96, and and I think it got us got us thinking again. Yeah, and and I think just like the whole genesis of what we're going to be talking about today uh, and the genesis behind us being able to see one another uh, the last couple of days over in New York, you know, through our friendship that we've grown with Eric through the page. I mean, these are, you know, different ingredients to the whole puzzle of to, as to why I really enjoy what we do here because, you know, you, you get together and you share stories and experiences. And, uh, you know, Eric, such a, such a great guy. Um, he is uh, 
you know, a veteran of the Grunge Bible podcast. So episode 38, we had him on uh, in December of 2021. Um, one of the best ago. episodes that we've ever done, talking about the 90s grunge and drumming, all things drumming. So I implore you to check that one out. But yeah, it was really interesting. You know, we were getting... You know, getting down to dinner, get a little, we were hopping into the sushi zone a little bit. And, uh, you know, I mean, Eric is a total connoisseur of music. Um, he's an enthusiast. He is a tastemaker for us, certainly. And, you know, obviously, you end up talking about the things you're passionate about. And um, recently, uh, earlier in December, there was some new footage that was released um, that was probably sitting around for many, many years of one of Alice in Chains' final concerts with Lane Staley, one of their final shows that took place on June 28th of 1996 at Tiger Stadium in Detroit, Michigan. Um, so previously, there were only like 25 seconds of this video that were released and it appears as if it was you know some some news person uh, an individual there for for some sort of news outlet was there recording some of the shows for something that obviously never aired um so there was about seven and a half minutes of footage that was released of uh, Allison Chains performing two songs again in God am um, this was on their final tour with Lane opening for kiss um, and I believe his final show was not even a week later in in uh at the Kemper Arena, I believe, in Kansas City. So, um, and we started talking about this one. And if you go back to that episode 38 that Eric was in, uh, we did talk about Alice in Chains' self-titled record. Uh, and he characterized it then and once again uh, this week with us as kind of like a fiend record and like something you just, you spend a lot of time with it for a week and then you have to put it away because it's so heavy and you know, the three of us all shared those thoughts that seeing this footage, uh, it's great, great footage. It's right from, you know, the security line, basically, and, and you know, right where all of the, the, the camera people are right in front of the stage. I mean, it was it just kind of reiterates the time and place that, uh, you know, the band was operating in then. And um, it really kind of drives home just how how heavy how heavy the time was for the band mm -hmm. and especially Lane. I mean, I'm I was fixated on him the entire seven and a half minutes of this, uh, you know, of this footage that was released. And uh, it was it was good to share our thoughts and, and just to, you know, you have conversations with people and you're actively honing your thoughts throughout those conversations. Yeah, and the, you know, the seven minute video and uh, pretty much the entire time was focused on Lane. And and I think that, you know, when, when it happened in 96, it's one of those things where it comes out now and it's like to look back into a time period, a time and place where we know that we know the end of the story and you know right. what entail, like what follows. And, and I think that's why, because it surfaced, it's, it was really heavy for everybody that seemed to watch it when you, you read through the comments and you, and you talk to the people and cause you know how it ends. And, um, you know, I put it on and, uh, the first, you know, 15 seconds is lane walking out. And it's like I said, it's a ground level shot. So you're kind of looking up and lane just walks out all black, black sunglasses, slick back hair, just, you know, skinny, like very slender. And he just walks out and everybody's cheering and he just has a stare into the crowd. And then he walks up to the micro and stands there for like another 10, 15 seconds before they start going in. And uh, it is very chilling. It just shows, it. you can just, it was, it, like everybody said, it's hard not to kind of swell up in the eyes and when you're yeah. thinking about this man and, well, you know, what kind of talent he is and then in the, what he was battling during this time and um, knowing that you like said a week later was his last show. And, and to think that he, you know, he, he, you know, lived another six years right. um, before he passed is, 
uh, it is sad. It's really sad. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's like it shows his greatness in the video, but it also mm-hmm. shows like the struggle. Um, so Definitely. You get, a lot of mixed, you get a lot of mixed emotions. So it's a very emotional uh, seven minutes and um, it's special that it was it was posted. This type of stuff resurfacing is pretty unique. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to kind of share some of my thoughts on it and see if you agree and see if you're coming from a similar place. Now, obviously, we were born, you were born in 94, I was born in 96. So there was no chance that we were ever going to see Alice in Chains with Lane Staley live. And, you know, when we kind of got turned on to the genre, we were in our late teens, I would say, mid, you know, mid-teens, late teens. And because it's all so accessible, um, I remember vividly just kind of devouring anything, you know, grunge related, Alice in Chains related, um, you know, so you go through the records, you know, you pick up, you pick up dirt, you pick up facelift, you know, you, you get sap, jar of flies, the self-titled uh, three leg dog album, and you know, the nuts and bolts of the story. Um, you know, you know that Lane Staley passed away. You know that he struggled with, with uh, you know, various addictions, uh, mental health, you know, always a, a, a constant battle. Um, but it's just like one of those things that for as long as I've been a fan and I've been a fan of this music for, you know, probably I'd say 10 years now at this point, um, I still struggle to bridge that gap, you know, that these were people who created these artistic products, but they weren't just the creators of an artistic product that I consume and that I enjoy, you know, that they were people and that they had humanity about them. And and, and that's something that I, I still struggle sometimes with Lane and Kurt, like, realizing and remembering that you know these aren't just the people that created some of my favorite songs they were they were the people that you know that lived in their worlds with their friends and their families and and their vices and this video just kind of kind of reopened that um you know and and there's a lot of i think administration that goes on with this page of you know picking stuff to post and you know it just it, it becomes like uh commodified a little bit um, so this, this thing, it, it, this video caught me off guard in a big way. And it's, it's, you know, it's definitely my fault, you know, because you get into that, that zone where you're kind of thinking about it like that. But, um, you know, it was just a sobering reminder of, you know, what people deal with and, and the, you know, the people who create the things that we consume, um, especially when it comes to art, like they are people and, and they lived or they live, um, and they have things going on and, it's just, it's just sad. You know, this video mm-hmm. is really, really sad. It's a heavy, heavy time for the band and, and certainly for Lane. And this video really, really drove that home for me once again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's well put. I, I echo that a lot. Um, I feel like, you know, I said the holidays are kind of a weird time. And sometimes I feel like, you know, I can be floating when I come home and, and be in a mm-hmm. weird spot and, and it can be can be weird in whatever ways, and I feel like this is a good reminder to, uh, you know, I mean, it's just like it's just a good reminder to, uh, you know, to find find good friends and find find people that if you are you know out there you know struggling in, in certain ways that um, you got to have your anchors in life and you got to really be, um, you know, ready to lean on them because it is so draining and it can be so difficult to bottle this stuff up or. Um, try to do it on your own and try to figure it out and and kind of you know work through it yourself um it's it's just not a weight that you want to bear by yourself um we got to in talking about um talking about the bands and and everybody in, involved in it and um you know because yeah they were uh, some of their best friends and stuff and they and they lived and, and they saw saw all the struggles and stuff and that was hard for everybody involved 
Um, so I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I watched it too, and I was just like, it, it, yeah, it was heavy in its in its own way. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know how many times, uh, you know, you can feel these types of emotions about um, the people, like you know, and and have these conversations and still feel like similarly, but. Um, this one definitely, like, I feel like I told you just the other week, like, I don't know how many times we can, you know, post an anniversary and feel it, but then all of a sudden, yeah, you have, you have it. Then you're reminded you of it. <laughs> yeah, you're reminded of it. And, and I think, um, sometimes a lot of, a lot, you know, I'm 28 years old and you're 26 and, you know, Lane passed at 27 and, and people pass in their twenties. I think and, Lane was about they, 30, 34, 35, yeah. and Kurt 27, obviously. And many, many others younger. And a lot of times when we watch these old videos from the '90s, they're between you know 21 and 27, so uh, they're just in our in our in our age zone, you know. And and that is always weird to think that I'm I, the the stuff that I'm feeling right now in my life, trying to figure out where and what I'm doing, or you're doing the same and you're struggling with like struggling with that. They were doing the same thing in the '90s, um, and they were also thrown into fame and, in the public you know, eye, exactly in the public eye, and that's something that. Everybody wants like I mean you you want to be successful. We have our outside endeavors, or maybe with this, with this project as well. We have endeavors to be successful, but then I always kind of get caught up, or I always kind of step back and like I don't even I don't know if I could handle that in in, in like right. in a certain way. And it's um, you know and I don't want to say they didn't ask for it in a lot of ways, um, but they had to bear that um, identity as a as a superstar and people love you know loving them and and expecting like. Someone, I think someone commented, was like, I can't imagine him, like, a lot of people that comment are um, more sober for a long time. It's like, you know, I've struggled, and, and I know that that took a lot of balls, a lot of courage to go out there and be and perform, you know, right. with the anxiety and the everything kind of mounting for him as a, as a person. It's an in- incredible feat that he went out and delivered, um, you know, the songs and the show that he did, like, that doesn't, that's not easy. And you can imagine yourself doing whatever you're passionate about or your job, like how sometimes it really is difficult to get out there and do it. So, um, man, it is, there's quite the, you know, quite the, uh, resurgence of, you know, these two songs. So yeah, I'm, it, a, it, I'm excited to go back to the album again and it, scared. It, it I definitely guess. is. <laughs> and, and this is, you know, our conversation with Eric, you know, we had, same things, you know, he was able to see the dirt tour, for example. And, you know, just talking about that and, you know, our age old habit of going into the YouTube comments and one that stuck out to me. And I, I posted it, um, in the comment section of the Instagram post that I made when I, I shared this video, uh, I guess about a week or two ago. Um, but somebody commented and said, wow, I was there. I remember his death grip on the mic. Like it was the only thing keeping him upright. He never moved from that spot. And that just kind of little things like that, like a, like an eyewitness memory of it. It just kind of, um, puts the humanity back into it that you forget about a lot of times that I forget about a lot of times, because I think I'm definitely guilty of viewing this music sometimes as, you know, content to post, you know, for, for other people to share in and for other people to share their memories and share their thoughts and, you know, just try to think of myself as like a facilitator of moments like that for other people. But, um, you know, it's necessary and it's important, you know, for their legacies and for a full appreciation of the music to, to create those moments for myself and to think about it for myself and to realize that it's not just, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, lyrics that are written down or or album covers or, uh, you know, live performances that are really good. It's, you know, it's people and it's things that things that people are writing about. And, um, you know, it's just a, 
it's it's a window it's a window into into time and you know talking about this um you know the self-titled record um and I, I definitely think that we're we're due or maybe even overdue for a proper review of this and and definitely I think it would be cool to have Eric on it uh you know on on that episode just because of the relationship that he has with that record. Um, and it's just kind of, you know, it's like a, it's like a postmortem. It's like an autopsy of a, of a certain time. And, uh, you know, Jerry Cantrell was talking about that album and, you know, recording that. And he said, there's a sadness to that record. It's the sound of a band falling apart. It was our last studio record to that point. It's a beautiful record, but it's sad too. It's a little more exploratory, a little more meandering, and it's not crafted as well is not crafted as the rest of our records were. Um, and, you know, talking about the fact it's the sound of a band falling apart and yeah. you watch, you, you know, you juxtapose that with, you know, watching the footage from those tours that they did, you know, and those performances that they did in, in May in June and July of 96. Uh, and, you know, kind of, it kind of puts you back there and it gives you, gives you as clear of a window as I think you could have without, you know, being a part of the band or being a part of yep. the infrastructure around the band. Yeah, I've uh, been thinking a lot about, you know, situations and, and uh, yeah, music, kind of what you said. And I think the best way to describe it is, you you know, you hear music and usually it's, it's you take it selfishly. You know, you kind of apply those the music and the songs to your life mm-hmm. and how it makes you feel and how, like, and if they, you know, they wrote them for you. But like you said, you know, you need to step back and realize that, they, you know, they wrote these songs out of their experiences and what they were dealing with and struggling. That album is time and place for exactly what the band was for where when we consume it you know you don't have the full story and you kind of like you always apply it to yourself right um and so i think uh yeah trying to get in the you know in the the zone to really see what you know what they were dealing with and how they how they came with this album and um you know it's a you know it's a product of the time and place you know it's a product of that time of their lives and um, I guess, you know, I'd be interested to see if, the, you know, I, I'm sure he's really, they're still happy they have that album, but I mean, it could be a weird, a weird aspect of it too. There's got to be a that, level like, of it being a tough memory and, and even right. um, that perspective, you know, Jerry, um, you know, the quote that I just read from Jerry, uh, you know, that was from 2018. So that was 23 mm. years after the record was released. But um, in the, uh, the infamous uh, Rolling Stone article that they did around that time where they interviewed Lane, um, you know, he was talking about what was going on on that record. And, you know, he was responsible for the lion's share of the lyrics on that record. Um, and he said, you know, we had good times and we had bad times and we recorded a few months of being human, you know, so he's talking about things that he's dealing with at times. And, you know, he said before that he was, you know, he would try to, you know, write songs that were just so dark and so depressing and in a hope that they would be therapeutic. But, um, you know, it just started to drag him down and, and keep on, you know, just kept on hurting him. So he just yeah. decided to say, you know, you know, I can write good music and I'll just write whatever I'm kind of thinking about. And, um, you know, he certainly did, you know, he's, you know, a few months of being human. Um, yeah. And it, it's got to be a weird thing. You know, we have, you know, in our own lives, we have reminders of, you know, what certain periods of life of, you know, that we went through that are reminders of like, you know, this was us being human and conducting ourselves at, at this point in time. And, you know, we don't certainly have to share it with the world and we're not expected to. And, and it's, it's a, that's a tall order that I think can get really heavy when you're struggling with the day to day as, as you know, Lane certainly was at that time. And, you know, we were talking with Eric and just kind of, um, you know, 
wonder like the day to day of uh you know recording that album what that what that was like and how difficult that probably was and it's a weird thing to sh- to share you know your your darkest moments with millions of people and and that's something that I I I don't know what that's like and I hope that I never know what that's like uh because it's not can't imagine it's easy yeah it's uh yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much all I have to say I don't I don't really know out where else to go with it it just it's heavy it's yeah. good it's, it's a good reminder um I think that it's an important you know seven minutes of footage to be able to look back on and, and think mm-hmm. about uh you know anytime you you know you're in a situation uh you don't you probably don't realize the severity until a couple of years pass so um you know there's times in our lives where we'll look back and it'll be you know similar and we'll there's, you know, the signs yeah. may be there, and we, but when right. you're up close, you can't see them type yeah. stuff. So exactly, and it's funny, like Ethan. There's, there's conversations like this rem- always remind me of, uh, you know, we had a, we had an old friend, you know, several years ago who cautioned us, you know, with a lot of this music. He's like, you, you know, you have to be careful not to spend too much time around it, or else, you know, it can kind of recalibrate some things in your head. And and for me, with Allison Chains from the get go, it was always Jar of Flies that was that one for me, but. You know, over the last like year, two years, it's kind of, uh, you know, that self-titled album has become more and more of it. Uh, you know, that record that like, I just, I, I, I'm a little, you know, I don't want to spend a lot of time with it because it's, uh, it's heavy and it has right. a, it has a toll and it certainly does. Um, but I think the coolest thing, you know, that, that, that we have is that we can have these conversations with people who, um, you know, share an equal passion as we do and, and, in a lot of cases have insight that we don't because they were there experiencing the time period and the ups and downs of the band as they happened and, you know, getting the new singles and going to shows and, you know, on maybe the band's, not the band's best night or one of the band's Mm -hmm. greatest nights. And um, it's just like all of those things I think can kind of illuminate that experience we have as fans. And um, certainly for me, um, I can grow the appreciation and the understanding of, you know, the fact that these were things that happened. It sounds silly. Like we're spending 30 minutes talking about the fact that, holy shit, you know, Alice in Chains with Lane Staley was something that actually happened. But, you know, from, from our perspective, it's difficult to put the two together sometimes. And, um, you know, it's conversations like this, it's conversations like the one that we, you know, we, we have with Eric and it's, um, you know, things like the video being released of that show in June of 96 that kind of reiterate the, uh, the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about like, you know, un- unseen footage, you know, it's probably going to become, I mean, now footage is, is hardly ever unseen. You know, there's nothing that gets like un, like if there's it's no video. There's no vaults like, anymore, yeah. Yeah, the vaults is, is not the same anymore. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people document a lot more of their life and, um, you know, maybe in memory or you, you have a lot more communication as we talked about. So you're maybe up, up on things, but... Um, for those times, like going back and seeing stuff that you, like you know, you show pictures to your, you know, say dad or something from a certain time or your grandfather or something. Like I didn't know this picture existed, and then right. I, I remember my coach. He's like, I, didn't, I had no idea this picture existed. Like this takes me back immediately. Mm-hmm. And those things, I mean, literally a time capsule, and it is, uh, you know, those are special. So um, at the end of the day, this is uh, a special you know a gem that did show up i think in a lot of people it's you know you can tell a lot of people are very thankful that it showed up and for for their personal reasons so 
Yeah, exactly. Because so the, the definitely same... go out and listen to it. Go out and check it out, yeah, uh, so 100%. you can understand um, and kind of you know be right. in on the uh, the conversation yeah. in a way. Because all of all of the comment sections were you know the same emotional reconnection that we had with these elements that you know we're having right now in this conversation. Uh, you know, people are having them. They're, they're watching this, and it's uh, yeah, it just kind of reconnects you with the music and the people who made the music. More importantly. Uh, you know, right. we forget sometimes that there are people behind it. Um, but, you know, that's, um, you know, there's always different things to be reminded of and, and different different sides to investigate and to feel. And I think that just grows your appreciation for it. And, and certainly I'm, uh, that's always something that I'm trying to do. So in segue, we're just going to kind of recap a little bit about our time together in New York more yeah like we didn't, cool, we didn't like, you know we talked about it a little bit right there but um yeah. i think we're gonna end on a lighter note and just kind of it's gonna talk i mean we've seen each other now three times this year right march yeah. september and and right now so i get well i guess this is in the new year it's starting yeah. off the new year at the hit <laughs> and in in the last 12 months i've seen we've we've gotten together three separate times which is cool um and and i think um that's something i'm grateful for the this page and, and the podcast and everything um i think they certainly add value to our friendship and our relationship as friends um you know, and it, it can kind of be the uh, the point of emphasis to you know get together. And certainly, we've met so many great people um, that have facilitated uh, different meetings that we've had and and made certain mm-hmm. things possible and certain experiences. And and that's basically what this week was. So, um, you know, we had met uh, Eric Liederman back in fall 2021, uh, and we had attempted to go. Uh, he's a producer for Late Night with Seth Meyers, as we spoke about on that episode 38. Um, and, uh, you know, he had invited us out to the city uh, last January to go take in a show. And, you know, COVID was rearing rearing her head and uh, canceled the whole thing. So, you know, the hang didn't happen. The show didn't happen. So we decided we're like, we're, we should we should just run it back and, uh, you know, go go meet someone who's become a friend of ours. And, you know, he was uh, the ever gracious host and uh, a, a great person to uh yeah, it was just it was just a really really good time to be able to go and certainly see you and uh, you know see Eric and you know it's funny like the last couple of years you, you befriend people and certainly through this page you befriend people but just because you become friends with them doesn't mean you ever get to meet them face to face so it's cool that we've capitalized on a couple of those opportunities right. over the last four or five months meeting different people that we've met uh, you know through this page. Yeah. To me, it really solidifies the friendship. Like it does exactly. It, it, it makes it real that not only. I mean, you get to meet each other, but just knowing that both sides made an effort, you know, like right. it's it's mutual. It's like the people, you know, offered offered a hand and you accepted it, and like you know what I mean. It just comes yeah. together, and it feels it feels so good. So I'm excited for you know to continue talking with him. If he, I know <laughs> we were joking with him because uh, he's probably not listening. But if you're listening, Eric, thank you. If, if he, <laughs> he doesn't listen to any podcast. Yeah, he doesn't listen. Ours. So. So we can talk shit on him. I know he'd appreciate that. So, um, but I am excited because we're gonna we're gonna run it back next January. We're gonna have him on the podcast, and uh, hopefully he, you know, he's he's a big encouragement to us and to pushing us to get some bigger guests. 
because that's what he does. You know, big he gets things guests, coming. <laughs> big things coming. He gets big guests things on going his, on behind uh, the scenes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, he's had um, you know, I, I mentioned in the last podcast of who he wanted on the episode, and he's had Matt Cameron on uh, late night three times. I think now he said, yeah. Um, so he's you know he's texted, he's hung out with Matt Cameron. So like one one degree of separation. One away, degree exactly. of separation, people. So uh, start thinking about what we need to be asking Matt Cameron because uh, I wouldn't be surprised if something happens in the next uh, 20, 12 months. <laughs> That, yeah, that would be fingers uh, crossed. Certainly... Fingers crossed. Of course, yeah, so. that would be that would be superb and and really really exciting. And uh, I mean, shit. I mean, the, the last like couple of days that we've had, and uh, you know, that's this that's that's what that's what it's all about, man. I mean, you you have passions and and you get together with people that share the same passions, and you know, there's just that excitement uh, that you have when when you get together like that. And um, it certainly was. It was really great. Um, so just to be able to do that, we spent. Yeah, so we spent two two nights in New York and uh, you know two full days. So Chris, what was what was your most um, I'll say surprising like excitement to the uh, to the two days that we had together? So what was kind of the most? Ex- I want to say like most exciting, but like you know what made me surprised you that was like wow that was really that was really nice. Well, this this I guess uh, one one thing that I have to mention is just the fact that I. I feel good on this much of a complete and utter lack of sleep and self care. Um, I feel I feel pretty good uh, right now. Um, you know, in in lieu of the uh, or, you know in, in the aftermath of the of the trip. But I, I think it, in terms of it, um, I don't know. It's just like I'm always kind of surprised that um, different people that we meet through this are excited to spend time and break bread with us. Um, because I'm always I'm excited for any chance I get, you know, to be able to talk with someone like him and and share, you know, share dinner, or share, you know, share a phone call or whatever it may be. I mean, I'm always just I'm always just a little surprised uh, every time. Um, but it's 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 a cool feeling, and um, I th- I think that would be one for me. Um, I think I was also, um, yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's, that's good. For me. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, what about you? I mean. Well, you know, it was kind of, it was at the end of the stay and I was like, you know, do I really want to, you know, so yeah, I got there for two two nights into the city, into the hustle bustle. Right. And then, you're you know, you're getting ready to go back to Alabama. Exactly. Right. So you're tying yeah. up loose ends. You, you got a couple of days left with family before you go for, you know, for, for a long time. And yep. We're trying to figure out the logistics of getting in and out and, and, right. and yeah, all that. So, um, you know, it just it was just like a lot. And I was like, man, and it's like two, you know, two nights in a hotel in in, in New York. But then, right. you know, what that that gave us a lot of good time, good conversation. That I, you know, I don't, I don't know, we expect it, but you know, it's always surprising. It's always, it's always, yeah, it's always, it's expected, yeah. but it's always unexpected when it happened. You, you're like, wow, that was like that was really nice. So I feel like you said, you know, you're more energetic than you should be right now. So I, I it was a good recharge. Yes. Um, that I didn't really foresee for whatever reason you know it should well, it always, the, the it always happens me, like that so yeah the funny thing for me like i'm never surprised that those conversations happen like between us i mean like it'd be do this shit all the time i i'm never surprised that they happen i'm always surprised by like how i guess illuminating they are um i'm like how how many times do i have to do this to like right. expect this but like we'll like we'll, we'll talk about stuff and certainly you know we'll talk to people like eric and like afterwards i'm like wow like yeah eric's I, great yeah like that's great and like i need to you know, I don't. I don't know. Like I'm always surprised. Yeah. Another highlight. So, 
So Tuesday was when they did the taping. They taped it at 4, and we got in line at like 1.50. It was quite the process to get There was a lot of suspense leading up to yeah, the show. Yeah, there was <laughs> – like, the, like the, the waiting to action uh, ratio was, uh, you know, it was something for sure. Yeah, like we got there at like 1.50. We waited in line and then got into this room at like 2.30, and like we waited there for an like hour. a few hours of waiting. And then they yeah. put you in the seats at 3.30, and you sit there for a half hour until 4, until the show starts, and uh, – so the show Methodical, happened, they had, they had Michael either. Shannon on, and they had uh, Maya Stepanski on drums, and Danielle, I'm blanking on her last name, from Orange is the New Black, and a few other things. It was a great show, Seth was great, and uh, but afterwards, one thing that did surprise me, it was really, it was really cool, was, uh, <laughs> you know, the show ended, Eric kind of popped up from the computer, turned around, and everybody started filing out, and he just waves down, he's like, come on, guys, come on, and we're like, <laughs> we're like, we're like right now, you know, and it was funny, because the people sitting next to us were from Australia, and they were visiting New York for, like, the first time, and they, like, like Seth Meyers, so they're like, I was like, oh, it's like, how'd you get here, and he's like, oh, we just, you know, love them, and we just came here for holidays, so I was like, oh, that's yeah. awesome, and it must have been so funny, because Eric started waving us down, and we're just like, okay, so we, like, we walked down, walked down to the stage, and and like he's like ah oh, he's like sit on the chair you know we're, we're gonna we probably have already posted this picture but he's like sit on the chair like you know sit in Seth's chairs Chris and I was like I'll take the couch and we got this cool picture on the set and like no one batted an eye and uh, yeah and I was like let's take he's like took some selfies and was like oh, yeah. it was just like really cool it was like oh yeah like he you know we're everybody it's just it was it was very formal but then all of a sudden it was just like you know. We were just chilling with them on. We were in the hangout zone, exactly. Yeah, we were in the hang, exactly. So that was unexpected and like it was really cool. It made me feel yeah. good. So, hundred percent. Yeah, it was it was a great trip, and I always um like with with you and me um you know I, we talked about this yesterday when we were together, but um when we were in college, like we would see each other maybe like once a year um for like a day, couple of days if we were lucky, and I think like those experiences like you know it makes me so grateful for any time I can get together with one of my best friends. Like, I think it's really cool. And even cooler than that is the fact that we're taking advantage of more opportunities to do that now. Uh, like you said, you know, three times in the last 12 months. And, uh, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I think, uh, we'll be planning something for later in the, in the springtime and, uh, and maybe April, April of this year. And, uh, I'm sure in the summertime and maybe another West coast trip. And, uh, yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's it's good. It's this is uh you know this is why it's why you work. This is why you uh yeah. you know you put in effort to uh, have experiences like this. So I'm grateful for it. Yes, and I, I will leave everybody with this. I'm not sure if we're doing songs of the week. We didn't talk about it, but I think we, we probably should. <laughs> I think um, we should. But we'll see. I mean, how hard but, is it to just pick no, a song? You know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, I will leave with this. So if you're thinking about you know if you're talking to somebody about doing something, making a plan. And, uh, you know, maybe it may cost a little bit more, maybe not, maybe not be the right time. Uh, do your best to make it happen and you'll fill the time and you'll fill it with a uh, good conversation and laughter. So, uh, especially if it's, you know, somebody that, um, you know, you and you used to spend a lot of time with and, and had good conversations, uh, you'll surprise yourself. So make sure to, uh, to take those risks, you know, they're not risks, but just take, take those up, op- take those opportunities and, yeah. uh, you know, good Good, uh, good one-on-one time and and two-on-one and whatever like all that stuff is still really important in, in this world. So yeah, man, uh, do it. Go 100%. out there and do it. Yeah, I have nothing else to add add to that other than uh, song of the week. Can, do do you have it in yourself? <clears throat> yeah, I do because I, I I heard one today. I actually posted it on the story because I I was like really oh, yeah. I really loved it. Fantastic. Um, 
Did you see it by chance? Did you see? I did see it. Yeah, I yeah. I did see it, but I'm excited to uh, to hear you talk about it. Um, I'll just get mine out of the way real quick. Okay. Um, you know, I'll jump the proverbial gun here. I know we'll probably be doing an episode on this album, but I'll pick "Shame in You" by Alice in Chains from the uh, self-titled album uh, that came out in 1995. Uh, that's my favorite one from that album. Uh, I've been listening to it uh, a lot today since we had that conversation yesterday, and. Uh, probably listen to it a lot tonight after we had this conversation today so uh we'll we'll book that as my song of the week for episode 94 but yeah tell us uh tell us ethan yeah so i popped on and it just happened that someone really it was my release radar i guess and <laughs> the release radar the release radar and it was uh the afghan wigs posted a cover of every little thing she does is magic an original by the uh the the police and i was like okay i was like i like that song so i put it on and man it was just so good it had this like it, it was a, it was very it was a different style so they took some liberties and they it wasn't as like happy and upbeat but it wasn't like right. it wasn't down either but it was just a really it was just a beautiful arrangement of the song and mm-hmm. um the vocals really nice and it just kind of the chorus was kind of you know in a way that was um you know, special. It was just, it was just a really nicely put together song, and it was just one of those covers that just like I was like, dang, that was really good. So I listened to it like two times in a row, and I put it on my personal story, and uh, you know, it was just, it was just great. And I know people like the Afghan wigs, um, and they probably Greg Dooley. People, yeah, people love them, and they want us to post post more of them, I guess. But uh, yeah. it was That's worth it. Start. So I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely uh, into that right now. So it's a good one. Right on. Especially like if that. you like the original, I think it does it justice. Yeah, hundred percent. That's like one of those one of those covers that when you think about the concept of it before you listen, you're like, wow, like that's that's ambitious. Like this oh, is, yeah. I want to see how this might work. Like, uh, like the Toadies covered uh, "Heart of Glass" by Blondie. I'm like that. Like I remember uh, like seeing it. I'm like, how is this gonna work? But like it, it works. You know, this one, this it works. it works. It works. I mean, it's the Afghan wigs. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, All so. they do, they just work. But. uh those are uh, that's a lovely note to uh, to leave this one on. Um, I, think I think that's so a really well. good one that we'll be able to uh, uh, listen to, and uh, hopefully everybody else out there uh, takes some time to listen to that one, and uh, it'll be great, be fantastic. So once again, thank you all for taking the time to listen uh, to yep. our conversation. I hope that you enjoyed this one, and I hope that the year is starting off well and in your favor. Um, Hang hang in there. We we got a lot coming, a lot of big stuff. Uh, thank you to our producer Drew McFadden. He did a great job during the holidays. Got to see him, and he's been he's been he hasn't missed as well. We don't miss recording. He doesn't miss yep. producing and engineering it. Because that's the thing. The edits. Like, it really doesn't matter that we don't miss. It matters that Drew doesn't miss, and Drew does yeah. not miss. Yeah. He gives us scares. No, I'm joking. He's always he's always right on. So he's testing uh, the heart rate a little bit. Maybe a little zone three action, yeah. but uh, no, it's yeah, it's it, fantastic. He's uh, yeah, he's. He, and remember, he, does. he wants that raise. So uh, yeah. you know, if you're thinking about it's up to you, patron, the listener, whether he's he gets a pay yeah. freeze or a raise. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's one of we're gonna furlough him he, he, or he's he gonna be get in, a raise. He could be in the furlough zone or the penthouse zone. It's up to you. <laughs> it's up to you guys. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but thank you, Drew. Thank you, everybody that's listening. Uh, yeah. Like, share, and leave a leave a review, good or yeah, bad. Yeah, get into we the. We don't uh, care. Get in yeah, the algorithm about, zone. 
What? Yeah. What about like the subscription zone or like the, oh, the yeah. feedback zone, the likes, yeah. of the sharing zone? I mean, there's we're a, big on there's... zones right now. If yeah. you haven't, if you if you can't tell, it's <laughs> in been, case it's, you haven't noticed, in case you haven't tell, like that's all life is, just kind of moving from zone to zone and yeah. and kind of that's what you it's know. all about. Yeah. Well, but, it's good. I mean, we hopped and when into you're the there, pop- when you're there, you got to really be there. So exactly. you know, maybe it's yeah. your time to become be in the patron zone. You know. But th- this is a good uh, this is a good example of that. I mean, we're in the travel zone. We just hammered through the podcast zone. And now right. it's time to get, you know, out of the podcast zone into the, uh, into the recovery zone. So, right. Right. Yeah. Recovery, we need that. Sleep, it's going to be fantastic. Zone. So, um, thank you all for spending the last little bit of time with us. And, uh, we look forward to doing it all over again next week on episode 95. So thanks so much. Take care, everybody. Rock and roll. Rock and roll guys. And stay heavy. That's right. Stay heavy. Always. <laughs>